It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to lettermanrow.com. This is a special edition of Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Automotive. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. I'm going to be joined by Zach Carpenter. We're going to break down Ohio State's latest commitment in the class of 2022. Big time edition today for Ohio State as Caden Curry, one of the Buckeyes' longtime targets in this class, has finally made his college decision. Let's get to it. Zach, uh, it's here. Finally, 587 days after Ohio State offers Caden Curry a scholarship the four-star defensive lineman from Cedar Grove High School in Greenwood, Indiana, has finally committed to Ohio State. I've known a bit about Caden. You've certainly spent more time with him, I think, than any recruiting writer in the country. Um, you know, when did you know or when did you feel like it was definitely leaning towards Ohio State being the ultimate choice? I mean, if you can try to go back through this. Um, probably after the Oregon game that was his official visit um it it felt like Ohio State was always in the top three the first time the first time I talked to him was like a day or two after he got the offer and someone who covered Indiana high school sports was like uh get on this guy now because he's probably the best prospect to come out of Indiana in the last like decade or uh, however he phrased it and started building a relationship with him uh, from that moment on and then saw him in the summer and was it like, to be honest, I wasn't thoroughly impressed with like his size and like uh, watching him. I, I saw him without pads on though. It was a summer workout. So gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then I saw him for a game later that season. That was his junior year and did essentially a complete 180 on him personally. So I'm like, this kid has yeah. a hope where he can, he can go. We'll get into that in a second. But then once he took his official visit to Ohio State for the Oregon game, that was his second visit. And talking to him after he 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 had uh, had FaceTime with Larry Johnson and JT Tuomalolau and Jack Sawyer in Larry's office on the Sunday to wrap up his visit. And they were really envisioning him being part of this big three. Like he didn't even call it a big three. That's I kind of put the designation on it myself. Yeah. That's kind of what they would be, but that's essentially what they're, they're envisioning for him. And I mean, a- after that, he said that Ohio state was, was his favorite. They emerged as the leader. And from that point forth, um, he took an official visit to Indiana. Then he wound up seeing Ohio state again for uh, when they put the beat down on Indiana. Yeah, And that was the, he uh, he was in the building, and Ohio State fans started chanting. What did they say? Were they what, what were they chanting? You were there. You were at the game. I mean, there was the OHIO chant going around the stadium, and I think that was one of those things for Caden, where it's like, wow, it might be a little bit different uh, at Ohio State than you know Indiana. And I know that initially he had at least real thoughts about staying home and, and playing for the Hoosiers, and I, I don't think that actually that really became a long shot until the way that Indiana season went this year. And, and you start to see that the program 
a year ago was putting out a lot of stuff and looked like they were on the verge of being a real contender at the Big Ten East. And then this year they go two and ten. Uh, and, and it sort of wiped away a lot of that momentum there. And it even for someone like uh, Desan McCullough, who was trying to recruit Caden to Indiana, it seemed like it put him in a position where even Desan was like, hey, I'm, you know, what, what, what can you do here? Uh, it's not something that when you have Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson and Oregon chasing you, Indiana being the home state school better have something really unique to offer other than just being the home state school. And they didn't. And Ohio State did have unique things. There's obviously the Larry Johnson involvement in his development path and history. There's the Nick Bosa comparison, which you've written about the, the kid at six foot four, 240 pounds right now, maybe 250 now since football season's been underway. Like this is a kid that, you know, what I wrote in the analysis, if you were walking down the street and there was a hundred kids walking down the street, you may not really notice Caden Curry, but the minute you flip the, the tape on, on Caden Curry, something very different is there that the quickness, the first step, the ability to spin, the way he uses his hands, all these things are next level ready. And I think that, you know, that's why Ohio State, despite the fact that Caden is, what, the 125th ranked overall player in the country or something ridiculous in the composite rankings, the consensus rankings, uh, Ohio State thinks this is a top 15 player in the country. Yeah, and really quick, I wanted to hit on the Indiana thing. It's not as if – I want to make it very clear. Indiana was not just a hat on the table just because they were home state school for a while. I really did. For, like, for quite a long time there, Indiana, in my opinion, was – potentially Ohio State's biggest threat here because Alabama didn't come on strong until a little later in the summer, this past summer and in the fall. And they, they did have, they had uh, what's called a, the bowl position, which is hybrid defensive end, hybrid linebacker. Um, that was really something that he, he, that something that he felt like he could play, you know, he, he yeah. thought he could sell in that role. But like you said, I think as this season went along, I think sort of he he saw where I guess Indiana's program was headed and it wasn't it didn't have that same juice to it as it did last season. So yeah. I think Ohio State and Alabama emerged as a battle between those two. But getting back to what he is on the field, the motor is the number one thing that stands out. And anybody I talk to talk about uh, Caden with um, coaches and whatnot, they pretty much single out that as the first thing that really pops off on film and in watching him in person. Um, and that coincides really well with Larry Johnson loves so much in his defensive lineman. I think we've yeah. talked about that plenty that motor is kind of something that you can't really teach and instill in somebody. And he has that. That's why you see in toward the end of games in the fourth quarter, he still has that edge to him and he makes these big plays, these big sacks and uh, tackles for loss whether pursuing a running back in the backfield or uh, or a court chasing down a quarterback uh, outside the pocket, he has that ability to um, to finish plays and to finish games, which is why I think he's going to be so valuable in that sort of Nick Bosa role. And he he has this like Dwight Freeney style spin move that uh, that he hasn't perfected in my opinion, but he's clearly shown that that's uh, a capability, something that's in his repertoire. Yeah, if you put on his junior film, the, the first highlight is him lined up at nose tackle and does a spin move that it, it's ballerina-esque. This is a kid that, you know, we've talked – the Nick Bosa comparison you wrote about what Larry Johnson talked to his defensive line coach, Matt Patterson, about. That's the ceiling, right? Like, that's the high point. of If, if everything goes right and Caden Curry develops exactly how Ohio State thinks he can, then that's the ceiling. But I think – 
the important thing of talking about recruit sometimes is the basement it is the floor and i think that the floor for someone like caden curry and this is a, a lofty floor is someone like john simon at ohio state who when he came out of youngstown was that style of defensive lineman uh he could have been an outside linebacker in, in the right defense as you see him in the nfl uh you know six foot four 245 250 if he stays lighter could probably get in that 270 range if if you see um him get there but i, I think that that uh, when you talk about the motor i think of john simon and that's why you know we had caden curry as one of the first people on the list that uh, we were doing the must get priority series for ohio state um back when we when we did that in the spring and, and it's just a simple situation here for ohio state where they absolutely had to land caden curry with only one other defensive lineman committed and that being kenyatta jackson jr uh, with the uncertainty around Omari Abor, you know, Hero Canoe, Christian Miller, you don't know anything that's going to happen with those guys for another couple of weeks as far as who's, where they end up signing. It was just super important today that they land Caden Curry. Yeah, and like you said, being now one of only two defensive linemen for sure in this class, that versatility brings with being able to be on the edge and being able to play inside, that, that becomes even more important that they bring him in because you don't know for sure whether Hero Canoe and Amari Abor are coming into the class, I think we're both on the same page that we do think that's that they will both wind up in the class, but you don't know for sure at this point. And but like you said, he maybe he doesn't stand out in a crowd, but I do need to make a point that when I saw him in the summer of his junior year and in the fall, compared to when I saw him in the preseason in August and for two of his games this season, he looks completely different body-wise. He retooled his body. He looks more of like a defensive end prospect. I know uh, when I saw him, he just, he had uh, lost, he had lost fat and put on the same, put on the weight, but in muscle. Yeah. So he's a senior in high school who is going to be coming into the program already uh, chiseled out and it, he'll be, he's someone that Mickey Marotti can, and that strength staff at Ohio State are going to be able to work with really well. And he, he's shown the propensity that he can put on that weight without losing any of that lateral agility and that motor and all that stuff that we talk about. And I just think, I think this guy's sort of the limit to put in cliche terms for him. Um, he, he's just someone who is, I think his ceiling is an all big 10 type of yeah. player. You, I, I think that's sort of what you're on the same page with. Yeah. Well. I mean, again, body style, the, the game style, the way he plays, I mean, I think it's funny that in the summer he made his first visit to Ohio State in June after like what a, a year and a half of waiting to make that trip. And when when the photos of that visit started to come out, people were like, man, he looks really skinny. He looks like, you know, are we sure this is a defensive lineman? And, you know, it was in the middle of base, you know, baseball season just ended. It was not a situation where Caden had been doing the, the football workouts and all that stuff. This kid who loves baseball, very plus athlete, despite the fact that you know, again, if you look at him, he doesn't have the long arms that you look for sometimes in defensive linemen. But again, that's where the Nick Bosa and John Simon comparisons come in is that this is a kid who's going to get to the quarterback because he's not going to quit on a play. And I think if you have an opportunity to, to side him up on one side of the defense and you put Jack Sawyer in that same aggressive, like, I'm going to go until I can't go anymore mentality, that's the type of defensive lineman that really excels at Ohio State. And I think it's actually another situation. We talked about Gabe Powers in this jack role uh, that Jim Knowles defense is going to be uh, deploying likely at Ohio State. Caden Curry is a guy, if you look at uh, Colin, uh, what's his name? 
freshman at Oklahoma State. I don't know, 13 sacks. He was a true freshman at Oklahoma State. Same body type. Caden's uh, a little taller, but it's a kid who could play in a stand-up edge type of role if he needed to at times. Uh, and again, I think that's why it's so important for Ohio State in this class to bring in Caden Curry because of that versatility. He's not he's not going to force you to not take another defensive end like Omari Abor or force you to say, hey, Hero Canoe, Christian Miller, we don't have room for you at defensive tackle because he can do it all. I believe Colin Oliver is the, the... – Colin Oliver. I was going to say Colin Culliver, and I thought that that was wrong, but I was like, eh, don't say it. because, And then I said it anyway, but – Colin just Oliver. Crushed it. Just crushed I was combining. It. I was combining Colin and Oliver, and I was getting Colliver. Uh, but okay. anyway, that that role. If you go watch the tape of Colin Oliver at Oklahoma State, that's the type of position you could see Caden Curry deployed at Ohio State. Also, yeah. And we, you and I discussed this. Was Jack Sawyer seems perfect for that role? And I asked you, like Kenyatta, do you think Kenyatta could play that role? Because I don't really think so. And you're like, no. He, they're bringing in. Kenyatta, who's more of a – he's that longer pass rushing specialist, and Caden brings in versatility of being a pass rusher and a run stopper. Um, but I do think he fits sort of that that mold who could play that jack role with um, – I, I mean, you look at it, Indiana wanted him essentially yeah. in that same position. So – and he – watching him play multiple times, he's played defensive end, he's played defense tackle, he's played – he played a little bit of Mike Linebacker for center yeah. group. This season, I was told that in the preseason, like, yeah, we're gonna have a couple, uh, we're gonna have a couple surprises for some people. Uh, probably gonna put him at Mike linebacker, but they're like, don't, don't, don't tell anybody that because we want it to be like a game plan that people aren't looking out for. I just think, I think with his with his combination of the different moves he has, that Larry Johnson always talks about that toolbox. He has plenty of them that Larry Johnson is going to be able to work with throughout his career at Ohio state. And I just, I think they hit a massive home run and this is one, like you said, they could not afford to lose out on, not just because of the, the um, relatively small at this point, as we stand today, defensive line class they're bringing in, but he's essentially an in-state recruit from two and a half, three hours away at center Grove in uh, the Indianapolis area and stacking Caden and Kenyatta on top of a class that just had JT Tuomalau, Jack Sawyer, and Mike Hall in it. And Tyleek Williams, yeah. And Tyleek Williams. Um, and if they wind up finishing out with one of Hero and Oramari, then this is just a, a ridiculously good two-year run of Ohio State defensive line recruiting. Put it into context for me, man, because you've been covering, obviously, for Ohio State recruiting for a decade. And you know more of the historical um, context. So, where I mean, would that number, numbers have? wise, numbers wise, it's not as big as we've seen some in the past. But with the transfer portal the way it is, Ohio State loses a lot of guys on the defensive line. They they probably you know months ago we were talking about this class being five or six in the defensive line position group, but uh, that was before JT Tuomaloa was in the class of 2021, and you weren't really sure what was going on there. Uh, I think talent-wise, you're looking at one of the best two-year runs we've, we've certainly seen. The 2013 and 2014 classes were very, very good back-to-back. -back. Uh, and then, of course, you have the 2017 class just because you had Chase Young and, and Nick Bosa the year before that in 2016 with Jonathan Cooper. So you had super big-time talents, but it wasn't quite as deep and it wasn't quite as versatile. And I think that's, the, that's what makes this group really special. And again, it, it's been a year and a half, almost two years of recruiting for Caden Curry in Ohio State. 
absolute must get. I know it sounds like a homer thing to say when we say throw out the rankings because this player is valued way higher by Ohio State than he is by any national recruiting system, any national recruiting ranking. The on three rankings have him way too low, and I'm not going to – I don't know exactly why that is. We don't get an opportunity to really give our thoughts on that. But what we do know is that Caden Curry is commitment number 19 in the class of 2022 for Ohio State. The Buckeyes are hoping that he is the uh, appetizer for a big day on Wednesday with the defensive line as they expect to receive word on commitments or signings from Hero Canoe, potentially Omar Abor and, Chris, and uh, Christian Miller. We won't know for sure about those guys until January, but we do know for sure Caden Curry is in the class and the Buckeyes got one of their big targets. That's Zach Carpenter. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Talking Stuff brought to you by Byers Auto and Letterman Row. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on signing day. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.